Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag and I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right, I mean? No, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there the re-watchingtons bomb and it's full Ooh. and unadulterated cut early drops of cinephobe episodes and so much more said the og pod now is it new or is it old mace i'm glad you asked that it is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old og pod oh. so it's me zach trey Waz, tom i love those guys just like we always were going back to the true hoop days mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic recapturing it and putting it back out we're talking hoops we're talking pop culture and most importantly we're talking for 40 minutes for free mm-hmm. but then another specific patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes funny enough about that og pod you're getting tom and trey on mondays you're getting me and waz aka zosny on wednesdays a means floating in between i'm a floater you never know when you're gonna get a mean in those so you gotta listen to them all and what if i'm not sure what maze looks like because i've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora he's got a weird voice how can i see for myself what this maze character actually looks like it's crazy you don't know the answer to this mm. because it's the cinephobe pod youtube page what the ct5s on the cinephobe pod youtube page you can look at all of us you can get all the og pods on youtube too at count the dings one on youtube at cinephobe pod on youtube patreon.com slash count the dings gets you everything all in one feed you can link it to your spotify and now enjoy the show hey listener underdog fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry you can play pick them pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower total in each stat for this week's games for a chance to win big you can actually win up to 100 times your money in a single night that's right i didn't say 10 i didn't say 20 up to 100 times your money Pick between two and five players, build a pick them entry. My favorite feature, you can make rivals picks. Pit two players against each other. Wembenyama versus Nikola Jokic. Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Norm Powell. Kawhi Leonard versus Steph Curry. Who knows? Maybe Grayson Allen versus Pat Connaughton. You get where I'm going with that. You can do it all with Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you sign up today with the promo code DING. That's D-I-N-G. And get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our promo code DING, D-I-N-G, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick them special must be 18 or older and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concern with your play call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Hey, 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray, and Nando Vila, super producer, Hollywood big shot that he is, couldn't be with us today. He's he's out uh, gallivanting Sundance Film Festival. I'm sure he's, you know, he's giving all of his top 10 lists. He's telling people to follow his letterbox. I'm sure he's being a Hollywood mogul that he is, but today... We got another woke bro up in here, my brother Ben Burgess. What's up, Ben? Hey, man. Always really happy to be back. Uh, I mean, it is funny. I think my invitation to Sundance must have gotten lost in the mail. Uh, <laughs> yes. They must have sent it to your old address. Oh, they that, got you moved go. to L.A. That's yeah, what, yeah. That's <laughs> what happened. Oh, man. Anyway, on today's show, man, I just wanted to have a general conversation about what's in the news. I mean, aside from the Republican primary, Donald Trump is kicking their fucking asses up and down the United States of America. He's got 20 million indictments. It doesn't matter. Um, He's just killing everyone. Uh, He's beating Biden in the polls. It's hilarious. Um, And there's not, you know, whatever. Didn't want to talk about that, but it's hard for me to think that Biden isn't losing support because of his handling of what's happening in the Middle East. And it seems to just get worse and worse by the day. Uh, last week, they fired their first airstrikes on the Houthis in Yemen. Um, they said it's because of the blockade in the Red Sea. Um, of course, Ben, they're blockading the Red Sea because the Israeli government is bombing the shit out of Gaza indiscriminately. So instead of being like, hey, our partners in Israel, maybe we should take a different tact or strategy or try something different. Instead of going in that direction, they say, no, let's make more war, more killing, more bombing by bombing the Houthis. And again, uh, Joe Biden uh, just did a press briefing today and he was asked at this press briefing, um, essentially the, the exact question, Ben, yeah. are the airstrikes in Yemen working? This is guys, this is not okay. So that's the question posed to president commander in chief Joe Biden. And I'm not making this quote up. This is a real quote. Joe Biden replied, are the, are are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. This is Joe Biden's answer to are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. Ben, what the fuck? <laughs> I, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. And I was saying it's 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 really amazing to me that that combination of words could come out of his mouth and he didn't have a moment afterwards of being like, hold on, what did I just say? <laughs> right? Like, does that make sense? Um, yeah. I mean, this is clearly the idea that a few more bombs in Yemen are going to stop the Houthi blockade in the Red Sea is bizarre because, you know, I know people's memories are short. Um, you know, it's the old joke about how God invented ge- invented war to make Americans learn geography. But, uh, <laughs> like, Yemen has been continuously bombed for a very yes. long time, right? Yes. This is, Our this great is friends, the Saudis, have been bombing mm-hmm. the ever-living shit out of them for years. 
going back to the Obama administration. So this is three presidents now that they've been bombing the shit out of Yemen, ostensibly to, you know, uh, thwart the Houthis. And it hasn't worked. They've only become stronger since yeah. these bombings have started. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, at this point, the Houthis are, you know, I mean, they, they're not diplomatically recognized by anybody, really, although the Saudis have been negotiating with them because they have no choice. But, like, the Houthis are the government of Yemen. They control the vast majority of territory in that country. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, they, it's it's not like the Saudis didn't have the, the biggest and the best bombs, you know, uh, courtesy of us, right, of for, uh, for, for all those years of of bombing and uh and really the the siege that happened in, in yemen um during all those years right you know was was like something medieval i mean it was uh really extreme stuff uh this is you know if if that didn't do it right the idea that like you know compared to all that right this is nothing so the idea that this is going to stop it just even take morality out of it take you know world politics out of it take the you know what i would certainly call the ethnic cleansing of gaza out of it right take all that out of it just like on its own terms just as a practical issue the idea that oh well we have this problem that uh they're blockading the red sea and we need that for global trade they're actually calling this operation prosperity guardian which is something else but uh okay so here's our solution to free it up right we're gonna you know we're gonna drop a few more bombs on the houthis that doesn't make any sense but we've already tested this like when there was a season <laughs> right fire, if it was a new idea that we could just recognize like that's probably not gonna work but th it hasn't been tested so you say so you know i'll give the the listeners example because a lot of our yeah. listeners are sports fans right um yeah so when the Clippers made the trade for James Harden, it was obvious that Russell Westbrook needed to go to the bench. But the coach was like, you know, um, Ty Lu was like, you know what? All of my veterans, all of my stars are going to want Russ to, to start. I know it's not going to work. Anybody with half a brain knows it's not going to work with him starting. But let's try it just so we can show the stars and the important players on the team that they try, that we tried it. They can watch it not work and we can move on with our lives. This ain't that. No, <laughs> this is no, something not. that's been proven not to work and we're doing but, it anyway. But you know what was proven to work? Uh, when there was a ceasefire in Gaza, uh, yeah. then the Houthis stopped, right? Because mm -hmm. they've been saying all along, right, you know, we're, we're doing this uh, because of Gaza, you know, because of uh, this, you know, campaign of bombing and then incursions, you know, ground trips into Gaza that, like, really just because, as you said, right, you know, it could be people watching who aren't necessarily, like, obsessive news and politics, you know, people... Mm -hmm. Uh, so people might not quite have a sense of how bad it's been, but uh, there are 2.3 million people who live in Gaza, uh, and 1.9 million of them have been displaced from their homes since October. Right? That's Same. that's how that's how bad it's been. And so, under circumstances like that, it's not really that surprising that one of your neighbors, who is already pretty hostile to you, right, uh, would intervene. Right. And uh, and and take action to try to stop what you're doing. Right. That's what the Houthi government in Yemen has done, you know, imposing this naval blockade 
and you can throw around words like pirate all you want. Although I think if you're talking about a government use, you know, like uh, that is uh, it's not a non-state actor, you know, like you're, you're talking about the people who are governing this country who are going in and saying, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to stop. Like, I mean, was the U S doing piracy when it did the blockade on Cuba during the, you know, Cuban missile crisis? I don't know, but they, uh, but we know that there's a double standard for the U S obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's, it's like really important too, because another dimension of all this is that if anybody cares about this, you know, from the perspective of the law, right. Of the American constitution, um, this is illegal, right? There are a bunch of people in Congress who have pointed this out, uh, people in the squad, certainly, but also people like Rokata, right? Uh, the, uh, you know, one or two Republicans like Mike Lee, but mostly these progressive Democrats have been uh, pointing this out. And um, and this is, you know, the excuses, uh, because you can't say, like, for years and years and years, American presidents, Bush, Obama, uh, Trump, like, whatever they wanted to do, right, they'd say, oh, this is the 2001 authorization for the use of military force, right? That's like the all-purpose mm-hmm. hall pass to do whatever you want to do in the Middle East. But at that po- this point, they've kind of given up on that because it so obviously has absolutely nothing to do with what that was about, right, which was about the Taliban and al-Qaeda and all of that. Uh, so uh, you have to say, well, we could find some, you know, act of Congress about piracy somewhere, you know, but like, again, that doesn't really seem to apply. And, you know, what people are sort of left to resort to is saying, well, uh, this is, you know, that, uh, okay, because the president is the commander in chief of the army without Congress declaring war, he's still allowed to repel attacks. But, the only attacks are because the U.S. sent ships to a place where there was already a war going on. And so, yeah, if you if you do that, right, like there are going to be attacks. Um, but if it's that easy, right, to, to get around like the requirement that you need Congress to, to go to war, then the requirement is just meaningless because, you know, that's that's the easiest. OK, well, all right, let's send some ships and, you know, to aid one of the sides of the war. They inevitably take some enemy fire. And then, uh, and then we're we're acting in, in self defense. It's it's just kind of silly, right? Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about Butcher Box. Butcher Box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep. Free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at ButcherBox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal, 
ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. And like, and, and I guess the last thing I'd say about this is if you can like even if you put all that aside right like you don't care what it says in the constitution you don't care uh you know you don't care about the palestinians who um like if if you read the kind of reports that are happening in gaza of uh of you know they uh like like little kids having to have amputations with no anesthetic because some of the you know Jesus hospitals are bombed, the electricity is all out you know all this stuff if you don't care about any of that uh i i guess my last pitch would be okay, but do you care about the U.S. getting involved in another big war in the Middle East? Because we've done that before, and it never seems to go well. Yeah, we've gotten our asses kicked twice. Um, and this is, yes, we deposed Saddam Hussein and got him killed, but Iraq has been a freaking quagmire since uh, ISIS came through. And instead, uh, it's worse than what it was before. They're, like, even the most staunchest supporters of the Iraqi invasion will tell you today, on January 18th of 2024, the situation in Iraq is worse than it was before we invaded. Like nobody, no, we've made it worse by invading. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Afghanistan, it was about six hours before the Taliban rolled in and toppled the regime that we had been propping up for 20 years. Like literally six hours. Like that, that shit needs to, like that doesn't get said enough. And when these when these people are talking about their strategies over there, like the Taliban came back, took over Afghanistan hours after we left. Yeah, the- well, I mean, in fact, it's worse than that because uh, it was hours after we'd started to leave. But like, uh, <laughs> we, we literally couldn't get all the way to the airport right? before they were already back. <laughs> Twenty years, tri- literally trillions spent on this project. And we couldn't even get out the airport before the Taliban had already taken it back. That war was started because, yes, we needed to find allegedly and kill Saddam Hussein. Then we wanted to make a new government. You know, uh, Rumsfeld and them had these grand designs with Iraq and Afghanistan. We're going to make this new all private, just this capitalist, um, you know, fucking Milton Friedman wet dream in the Middle East is going to be great. Didn't work. The nation building didn't work. We're going to drive out the Taliban because they, you know, they fostered the terrorists and they hid Saddam, um, excuse me, uh, bin Laden and all of this. And the Taliban's going to be gone. 20 years. These motherfuckers didn't let us leave the airport. Okay. Um, so the idea that, yeah, let's get into another protracted war in the Middle East for nothing. For not, yeah. like to do nothing, to change nothing, to do nothing but kill people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I guess uh, I and really like just to emphasize this point. We uh, we know what would work here when there was a ceasefire for a few days, right? The attacks in the Red Sea stopped. That's it, right? Like that's like we can do a long term version, and the problem uh, the problem would be solved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and I mean, like the real thing here is also that okay the 
you know, Palestinians, I mean, people will, you know, I, I think there's a lot of revisionist history in a lot of different directions on this, but, uh, but, you know, this is, you know, this has been since, you know, since 1967, these people have been living under uh, Israeli military occupation uh, in the uh, the West Bank and Gaza in different forms, you know, and, and it's, they're, you know, like, but there's never been a point where they're like, okay, uh, we're just going to let you form your own independent state, right? That's a thing that's never happened. Uh, and, you know, and a lot of people I've seen, um, you know, like Trump apologists uh, have their own version of revisionist history there where it's like, oh, everything was peaceful and great, you know, when uh, when, when he... Uh, oh, I've, I heard that on October, like October 9th, when people yeah. were like, essentially... Uh, what's what's the name? Uh, Hamas. They did this because you know there's not a strong man in the White House. There's nobody right. who they think <laughs> is willing to nuclear bomb them into oblivion. Like this, I did it like because Trump is perceived as crazy and hot-headed that they were kept at bay. I've heard that argument made, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, and there are people who will bring up like the Abraham Accords, which was this thing that, you know, Trump made a big deal of doing, um, which was essentially, um, essentially about like this diplomatic coming together of uh, Israel and, and Saudi Arabia. The but, Saudis uh, and the Emiratis and all of these, you know, um, essentially Muslim Arab mm -hmm. nations who mm -hmm. traditionally through the years, at least rhetorically, if not, right. if in no other way, honestly, yeah. providing absolutely no other support whatsoever for the Palestinian people, but at least rhetorically, the regimes would pay lip service to the idea that they care about what's happening to the Palestinians, meaning their subjugation needs to mm -hmm. end. Again, like I, you could be as pro-Israel as you want. I don't, you know, like I don't yeah. begrudge anybody their pro-Jewish state, ethno-nationalist state, whatever. You can do that if you want. But like, what are these people? So should these people just live in a stateless existence? No self-determination ever for the rest of these people's existence? Like, is that like, wh why do they have to be the only people on planet Earth subjected to this? Like, why? Yeah. And, and I mean, like it's and it's not just, you know, to really emphasize when you say stateless, it's not just they don't have their own independent state. It's, you know, they're certainly not, you know, they're certainly not allowed, you know, citizenship in Israel. Right. So it's like, no, they, 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 they have are, no agency anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So and, and I mean, this has been, uh, you know, in 1967, you know, when Israel took the West Bank and Gaza, I mean, if you're a Palestinian who was born the day after that war ended, uh, you would be eligible for senior citizen discounts today, right? Like that's uh, that that's been how long uh, that's been that's been going on, you know. And so, and in fact, the whole point of the Abraham Accords, what Trump was doing, was to freeze out the Palestinians. Yeah, like yeah, take to, stop talking about that. We're yeah. done with that. That's a settled issue. Let's get to the business of being buddies because we all hate Iran. Let's yeah, get yeah, to that, exactly. okay? Exactly, like yeah. all the Palestinian shit, it's in the past. Fuck that. We all hate Iran. We can all agree on that. Now let's shake hands and make this official because let's be real, unofficially, 
There is no beef between the Israelis and the Saudis and hasn't been for decades. Well, that, I mean, that's the ridiculous thing about it. People will talk about this. The enemies, way. Israel's surrounded by enemies. It's like, no, yeah. they're not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Trump ended that war that was happening between Saudi Arabia and Israel. Uh, like, that just, come on. It's, it's, silly, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, but what it does is it, like, diplomatically, it takes away the yeah. only card or really you know half a card right that the palestinians ever had which is that like at least um at least uh the arab states pretended to care uh they had you know at least you couldn't have totally normal relations with those states as long as you know the israel palestine issue hadn't been settled and it and, and you know it, was, it took even that away, right? And then that process of of normalization between those states and Israel continued under Biden. Really, that's why October seventh happened. When a lot did. of people will say that um, that 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 is why, because uh, and you know, for people to understand, and we might have mentioned this on the show uh. um, before, like it feels like you know today it, it would seem that the Saudi royal family rules that country with an iron fist and their power is intractable. You could say the same thing about the Emiratis. You could say the same thing about um, the people in Qatar, uh, the ruling regime in Qatar. It would seem that way. However, that stability is based on the acquiescence of the people. And so like they erode their credibility with their own people. If they come out and be like, we love Israel for the shit they're doing to the Palestinians. They can't do that. Like I, I, I get it. It seems like they're intractable now, but that doesn't always have to be the case. Okay. Like the, the, that power is fragile. The stability is fragile. As far as, you know, the power that they rule their people with. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be that the case there. And so, like, when people act like it doesn't matter what happens yeah. to the Palestinians, no, it's not true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is, I mean, look, lots of monarchies and dictatorships that have existed for a lot longer than those ones have have, have fallen, right? I mean, like, there's toppled, nothing, yeah. none of this stuff is permanent. Uh, and yeah, population certainly cares, which is why they had to, you know, pretend to a certain extent to care. Yep. And then like, you know, being enticed to kind of give up on caring, uh, I think that, you know, led to a situation where things were going to explode, as well as a lot of what was going on, uh, you know, within Israel, Palestine. Uh, so uh, people, there's this there's this ridiculous like talking points like, oh, well, you know, there was not there was a ceasefire on October 7th. So it's like, well, not really. Right. Like there was uh, if you look at they're killing these dudes all the time. Like yeah. the IDF is killing these cats all the time. Ceasefire or not. It's it's, you know, because, again, they're our friend. They get to operate within the double standard of that friends of the U.S. get to operate. Um, and so, yeah, it's like when they kill people during the ceasefire, it's like, no, no, this is just regular. We're just killing terrorists, like killing terrorists during the ceasefire. Yeah, you know, count. it just yeah. doesn't count. You know, yeah, anybody exactly. who we deem to be terrorists, it doesn't count. And that's even Gaza. I mean, at the same time, like on the West Bank, um, these know, frothing at the mouth settlers, forget about it, armed to the teeth just mm -hmm. going insane like we know what's happening but i wanted to pivot a little bit ben because yeah. i think joe biden is suffering from a, a a crisis of confidence um within the american people nobody thinks he's leading like if let's just 
let's just say your best, if you're a Biden flack and yeah. you were on the woke bros right now. And I said, give me some proof that y'all are leading what's ha- like that you guys play any meaningful leadership role in the events that are unfolding over there. Like wh- 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 where is it? Sh- wh- where is it? Yeah. I mean, what, what Biden always says, in fact, like there's that, uh, the, there's that AME church where he was, uh, he was disrupted by hecklers, you know, who are, uh, Oh, and the people, you know, these peace people, how could they do it at a black church, Ben? You know, (laughs) the black church is sacred. Now you can't demonstrate for the Jets. Do it at Jerry Falwell's church. Now, come on. The black church is, is sacred, Ben. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, Talk about I'm, human I'm not, shields. <laughs> That's what Biden was doing. No, exactly. Uh, also, like, look, I don't, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't cra- raised in Christianity, so I might not be an expert here, but like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that promoted peace and the Christian religion, you know, there's a, you know, might not be a totally inappropriate context, but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> so in that, right, like, if you watch that video. Where, uh, where, where Biden, you know, like Biden's being heckled, you know, uh, what he even tries to say in the moment is like, well, you know, I've been working quietly, you know, behind the scenes, you know, and so that's, that's the leadership. It's, it's happening quietly. Nobody can see it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. It's invisible. You just have to to take their word for it. (laughs) Um, and it's like, well, what's the, uh, you know, I, I mean, they say, uh, people, like it like if you go back and look at like the whole course of the last three months and see like all this alleged uh pressure on on israel uh they have you know like what have they gotten for it right there was a ceasefire for like a few days uh they uh there was uh people make a big deal about like letting in humanitarian aid and like how you know u.s pressure might help make that happen but if you look at the actual amount of aid and you compare it to a situation where 1.9 million out of 2.3 million uh, people have been displaced from their homes. Uh, certainly no food is being produced in Gaza right now, my God, right? You know, and, um, and you know, and you say, oh, well, hey, we let in like 100 aid trucks for those 1.9 million people. It's a joke, right? So um, the and like, especially now, right? What like for it seems like for at least a week or so, what all the Biden people have been saying is oh well uh the israelis have said that they're transitioning to a lower intensity you know form of uh of warfare which we think is going to be good for reducing civilian casualties letting more humanitarian aid but even that they say like if you read the fine print on that they say like at the end of the month right so it's like okay so so you know all it takes is well in a few weeks you know in a few weeks weeks, they're gonna chill essentially yeah, it's like, well, okay, first of all, so you're saying we can have a few more weeks of horror until that happens. And two, I don't believe you, right? Like, why yeah. should I believe that they're actually going to do that? Like, they haven't given me any reason to uh, to think that. I, I mean, all this No, stuff- in fact, uh, Netanyahu's going out and saying, no, we need to control that whole area. It oh my God! Yeah, you, all you, controlled you, by Israel from the river to the sea. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He actually used the line, right? He, he used he, it, oh. and which I thought I, I thought that was a racist term to ever utter, Ben. Apparently not. Apparently not. No, apparently it's totally fine to say that. <laughs> uh, 
for the again totally space. fine for you to say that and also because you know they always do this shit about oh uh hamas wants to genocide uh israel and every single jew that's ever lived blah 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 right um, meanwhile, these dudes are shooting pea shooters. Uh, the Israelis actually have the capability of doing it with the right. weaponry that has been provided to them by the West and their other collaborators. They have the will, and they're saying they're going to do it. Yes, all the time. Uh, <laughs> like, like if you they have the act. Like, it's important for people to know that, like, Hamas doesn't own. You know, fighter jets and right. all of this crazy exactly. weapon. They don't have that. They couldn't do that to Israel even if they wanted to. It's not a it's not a reality. It's not a no. possibility. Israel, on the other hand, absolutely does, could, and is saying that they will. Yeah. I mean, but like, that's cool, you, apparently. If you look at South Africa's uh indictment of Israel at the uh International Court of Justice, a huge part of it is just quotes from Israeli officials where uh, they are they're saying things like, you know, there are no innocent civilians in Gaza, uh, long term, you know, when this is all over, we should try to relocate most of them somewhere else, you know, like all of this, all of this stuff like that, right? There's this is, you know, there are a million statements where, uh, or, where or what did they say? Encouraged migration, I think, was one yeah. of the the euphemisms that they use, which I just think was crazy. I want to get you out of here on this idea, Ben, because yeah. you know, when I see Biden talking about are the <laughs> are the airstrikes stopping the Houthis? No, are they going to continue? Yes. Um, yeah, and, know, and, and, by, and by the way, at the beginning of all this, you were talking about Biden losing support. And I know the sort of thing that you're supposed to say if you're like a world weary kind of dem operative who's, you know, who knows better and doesn't get excited about this shit. You know, you're supposed to say, oh, yeah, well, people are mad about it now, but nobody's going to remember that, you know, uh, mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, whatever, 10 months, you know, when the election is. And it's like, okay, but for that theory to be work, it has to be over sometime between now and then. Like, when's it going to yeah. be over? And if you're doing stuff like bombing Yemen, uh, then that doesn't point towards it being over. It points towards a, a wider war that could very well still be going on in November. Of course, of course the war is going to still be going on. Who are we fucking kidding? Like, stop it. They're not going to be done by November. Are you kidding me? Anyway, I want, the reason why I asked is because we know yeah. – if you do any reading, um, you know, of the people who are really close to this, we know like the national security establishment sort of operates as a hammer. Uh -huh. If you come to them with what should we be doing in the Middle East, they're going to find a nail. Yeah, right. Of like, they're going to. So we know you can't go to like Biden can't go to his national security establishment of advisors and, and analysts and all of that and say, yo, what's the like? I know there's the, there's the bomb the shit out of Houthis vision, but what's another vision that we could have for how we're operating? He's only going to get, oh, maybe we could bomb Iran. You know, like it's, yeah, it's gonna, yeah. it, the, the options are going to be very limited to that frame. So who the fuck is Biden talking to? If anybody, where does he get the other frame from? Yeah, I mean, this is a really good question because, uh, you know, ideally, right, from 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 diplomats to the State Department or whatever. But, you know, I, I've seen very little evidence that that's, uh, you know, happening. I heard the State Department is getting shut out. 
Yeah. I heard he's, he's told the State Department to fuck off. I'm a Middle East expert. I don't need your opinions on this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he's been like, and this is the other thing about Biden, um, that he's been consistently terrible on stuff like this forever. Like, this is not... Um, you know, like anybody who's, you know, and this is one of the things that makes me pretty skeptical about, oh, quietly behind the scenes where you can't see, where you have to take his word for it, right? That there's some kind of like meaningful pressure being applied, which by the way, meaningful pressure would be like, we're going to stop supporting you if you do this, right? Yeah, like, that, of course. Uh, you know, I mean, because if it's not that, anything else is just a request Right. Um, it's just feedback. Right. Like it's and and that's uh, and, you know, Ned Yahoo's going to take that, you know, um, like seriously, maybe to the point that like he doesn't you know, he doesn't laugh in your face. But like that's 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 as seriously as he's going to take it. But, yeah, one of the reasons I don't believe that he's applied that kind of pressure is that Biden uh, has been super duper pro Israel uh, his entire career. Uh, if you. You know, if you go back, I actually wrote an article about Jacobin for the and uh, Jacobin for the about this uh, last year. You know, if you go back when uh, 1981, right when uh, Israel invaded Lebanon and Menachem Begin was uh, visiting the United States, he met with a bunch of people, a bunch of American politicians in D.C., including Senator Biden, and uh, the the conversation was written up in an Israeli newspaper in Hebrew. It was never translated to the U.S. because nobody gives, you know, nobody really yeah. gives a shit. It's the senator from Delaware. Who cares what he says, right? But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but like, the stuff that Biden was saying to Begin is is really shocking. He was like, yeah, of course, right? There's, like, terrorism from Lebanon. Of course he had to do all that. You know, he, if there's terrorism from Canada, you know, we'd, uh, then we'd, we'd bomb all the cities in Canada, you know, kill everybody. Uh and so this is the stuff he was saying in, in 1981. I see mm -hmm. no evidence since then that he's had any meaningful shape of heart. involved on the issue? No, not at all. In fact, uh, back in during the Obama administration, there was a time when uh, Vice President Biden was visiting Israel. And, uh, and uh, I think it was, yeah, it was Netanyahu then too, right? Netanyahu... Uh, was doing stuff that the Obama administration didn't want them to do, you know, building more settlements, stuff like that. And uh, and and he was and it was seen as this big embarrassment that he was doing all that, like while the vice president was visited. And uh, the you know Secretary of State, who's somebody I'm not a fan of, Hillary Clinton, but she had, uh, but you know, but but she put out this statement, being like no, you got to stop it or this is really going to be a problem, right? You know, and Vice President Biden apparently went to Netanyahu and said, don't worry about that. I'll calm, I'll smooth all this over, right? Like this is, uh, this is in the Obama, this is under the Obama administration, right? So so there's there's no reason to think that uh, there's, there's that. Uh, Biden's got like a Herzl tattoo somewhere yeah, on his exactly. body. Right, he's the most... Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he is the most fanatically pro-Israel Irish guy that Delaware ever produced. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and, and it's and it's a horrible situation because uh, it's not like you know it's not like Trump, um, you know, is going to be better if he beats him, which as of this moment it looks very possible that he's going to mm -hmm. do. Um, 
it was because when Trump was president, uh, he did uh, he did absolutely everything the Israelis wanted him uh, to do. He oh, yeah. he finally moved the embassy to Jerusalem, which they've been pushing mm-hmm. for for like decades. They uh, uh, like again Abraham Accords. You're all about freezing out the you know the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there was. There was, you know, there was basically nothing uh, that uh, that Trump, you know, Trump wouldn't do for them. But it's also it's also going to be really hard. Right. Like, so I'm from Michigan and uh, that is um, that's a state that Trump won in 2016 and Biden won in 2020. uh, Pretty important swing state. And. You know, it also has uh, the biggest Arab American population in yeah. the U.S., and I've got to say, like, you know, as much as I actually do think that, you know, that that, like, if possible on this, Trump would actually be even slightly worse. It's uh, it's a real it's going to be a really hard sell to go to those people and say, yeah. I know Biden has been helping. I know he's completely shit the bed, but yeah. it can be worse. Yeah, right. So you feel okay. like, okay, yeah, I know that like Biden. Yeah, but guess like, what? Trump's not asking for support. You know, Biden killed a bunch of your cousins in the Middle East, but like Trump would probably be even worse. You should still vote for Biden. I mean, I don't know. Good luck with that. Yeah, that that's the, yeah. <laughs> the Democratic Party. Good luck with that. Uh, ben, thank you for coming on. Tell the people where they can find all of your stellar work, my brother. Ah, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, so I write for uh, Jackman Magazine. That's jackman.com. Sure. And uh, I host a YouTube show, uh, a podcast called uh, Give Them an Argument. I was uh, on that the other day. Yes, sir. Yeah, you were on that very recently. Uh, so uh, and uh, have uh, have been on uh, have been on many times, um, and uh, we'll be on soon again. I'm sure. Uh, so sure. yeah, thanks again. All right, y'all. We will see you guys next week. Shouts to producer John Gervais on the ones and threes, making sure that the trains run on time. Become a Patreon at patreon.com backslash count the dings. That helps us put out this amazing content for you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.